Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman. I'm a registered dietitian specializing in intuitive eating and health at every size. I'm also the founder of the Intuitive RD, a project that aims to provide weight-inclusive nutrition education through workshops, online courses, retreats, written content, and private counseling. Join me as we explore the foundations of the non-diet approach to health and wellness and chat with leading professionals in the field. Hey guys, so for the episode today, I got to chat with Haley Goodrich, who is a registered dietitian based in Pittsburgh. And we talked about this concept of how dieting disconnects us from the world and our bodies. And we really did a deep dive into some of the implications of that disconnection. Haley has a lot of great insight on this topic, so it was a really, really great conversation. I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. But before we jump into that, I wanted to do my usual announcements here and also give you a little bit more background on Haley. So first announcement is, as always, uh, I still have my Introduction to Intuitive Eating course available. So if you're interested in that, it's an online course, it's self-paced, so you get access to all the information and the, uh, yeah, all of the stuff um, immediately after purchasing it. Um, and that is available if you go to my Instagram page and click on the link tree and then click on sign up for Introduction to Intuitive Eating course. And you guys can just go ahead and do that if you're interested. Uh, if you have questions about it, you know, definitely reach out and ask me. But it's really a course that's designed for people who are brand new to intuitive eating, you know, haven't read the book yet, but really want to get more information on what it's all about, you know, what the foundational principles are. Um, and another cool thing about my course is that I offer discounted. Um, consultation sessions for people who have been a part of the course. So a lot of times I have participants tell me, you know, they think the course is great, but they want to really have that one-on-one -on -one conversation about some of their own personal stuff related to intuitive eating and, you know, some of their own roadblocks. So um, I decided by offering the discount, it'll make it a little bit easier uh, for you guys to do that. So Definitely look into that if you're interested. Uh, another thing just to throw out there, um, I have a new blog post that I wrote last week. So I, I did mention it um, on the episode last week. But the blog post is really great for people who are new to intuitive eating because I gave a bunch of resources for people to follow on Instagram, podcasts to listen to, and books to read. So um, it's a really good go-to resource for that. So you can also find that via my link tree and the link of my, um, the bio section of my Instagram. And finally, as always, I just like to mention that if you have a moment to leave a rating or review on iTunes, it makes a big difference. I really appreciate it. So let me know how you're feeling about the podcast, you know, what you'd like to see and all of that. That would be great. All right, so before we get into the conversation with Haley, let me just give you a little bit more background on her. So Haley is a registered dietitian, fiercely passionate about helping others create flexible, joyful eating habits and cultivate a peaceful relationship with their body. Haley founded her Pittsburgh-based private practice, Inspired Nutrition, in 2015. She specializes in intuitive eating, 
eating disorder recovery and body image healing from a health at every size perspective. She is currently pursuing her certified eating disorder registered dietitian certification. In addition to her full-time private practice, she is also the co-founder of Inspired to Seek, a community-based learning experience designed to mentor and guide nutrition entrepreneurs to build amazing businesses. So as you can see, Haley has a ton of amazing experience. Um, She really just is very knowledgeable, and it was awesome to get to chat with her. So let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with Haley. All right. Hi, Haley. Thank you again so much for, for joining me today for the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yay. So, yeah, so we had talked about um, this, this topic for today of um, talking about how dieting disconnects us from the world and our bodies. So I'm really excited to like jump in the, into this topic with you and hear your thoughts. Um, but before we do that, I wanted to see if you could kind of give me, um, I guess, like from your viewpoint, Um, a description of what dieting really means in our present time, just to like kind of lay down that foundation. Mm, I think that's a really great place to start um, because I think that groundwork will help um, better understand why you and I are talking about how dieting disconnects us from our body. So kind of having the groundwork of, well, what, what does it mean to diet? I think that's super important question and something I ask my, my clients quite frequently. And, um, it's interesting to hear the different um, answers that come up, but I think um, specifically in our mainstream diet culture, um, this is a practice that is very externally focused, um, meaning that the person is reaching outward instead of inward. They're reaching outward for someone else or something else, a program or something to tell them what would be the best food choice to be made for them Um, instead of turning inward to the wisdom of our own body um, with the goal or the intention of manipulating their size or their appearance um, really for the comfort of, I hate to say it, but the comfort of others, right? Mm -hmm. For the acceptance, kind of seeking that acceptance um, of of our society. And again, I'm I'm with this definition that I'm kind of rolling off my tongue here. it is not to, to put down anybody who is currently dieting. Um, if we're all living in the same diet culture, and why would that not be something you were doing? You know, that's, that's almost the question. Just to validate my clients, I like to say, you know, why would that be something? Why, like, of course, of course you'd be trying to diet. It's everywhere, <laughs> right? Yeah, I love that. That's a really good point to just, like, put people at ease because it's not like – you know, like, of course, this would be expected that like, this is kind of, it's kind of this pattern that we've had to get into where we have to like, get into it and then get out of it, which is a really unfortunate pattern. (laughs) But it is like the norm, right? To like, grow up in it and and have it be your foundation and then have to kind of unravel and unpack and say, wait, this isn't really working. Yeah, I mean, I I think you hit the nail on the head at, you know, what I find from working with clients every day is that it, it isn't working. It doesn't work. And not only from working with clients, but we have a, we have a body of literature that tells us, um, the, the failure rates of dieting and, um, the harm that they can do and the harm that things like weight stigma and weight bias, um, can do to people's health. Um, and we just don't have the evidence to be prescribing, 
um, restrictive diets to people anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think just to, to kind of clarify, like, I think a lot of times when people hear dieting, it's like, oh, you know, you know, I know that doesn't work. Like, you know, I'm not going to do diets. I'm just going to like, you know, do a healthy lifestyle change. And I really just, and it's coming from such a good place, but I think, um, I don't know. I just would like you to kind of highlight, um, how that can kind of go awry as well. Yeah. That, that four letter word (laughs) diet. And, uh, it's interesting because the original meaning of the word diet, if we were to use it in a very clinical sense, um, like you and I would think back to our internship and school and, and diet to us would really mean, um, really just what a person consumes over a day, right? Or in their, you know, weeks um, over time, how they're eating their patterns, what foods are included. That's really what the, that's really what diet means. But, um, you know, through the diet culture, it's gotten turned into something restrictive. And then the newest wave that we're seeing with, um, you know, in a, one good re- one good thing is intuitive eating is gaining some popularity, and one bad side to that is that the diet industry has co-opted so much of the the intuitive eating language. Um, so you're just not sure anymore where things could be um, sound really nice, but really they're just diets in disguise. I think that's kind of what you were um, getting at. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think that I always like to kind of think of it as you know like one way of eating or like one. You, like you said, like kind of diet, right? Like foods that people consume, like for one person, it could be totally like they can have a great relationship to the food and have a really healthy relationship to it and not, and have flexibility within it. And then that exact same way of eating for somebody else could be a diet because of the way they're approaching eating and how they're feeling about it and, and how it's restrictive for them, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. And I think um, that is maybe one of the biggest problems with um, prescribing these blanket statements and diets to people is we are just so highly individualized. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because we kind of just break it down to, okay, these are the foods that quote unquote you should eat. And like, you know, it's two people are going to take that completely differently and do something completely different with it. So Oh yeah, we need to, <laughs> we need to get back to being more individualized. Absolutely. Um, so I guess let's just jump into it now. So give me your thoughts on this idea that you know dieting disconnects us from um, from our body and then also from the world. Yeah. So I think, um, or what I know from working with people and gaining a lot of experience from clients and from reading the literature and the scientific evidence out there is that the more time, the correlation we see is the more time someone spends in the dieting cycle or, um, and I say dieting cycle, I think you alluded to this earlier, um, that yes, it is always a cycle. Like we know dieting is not sustainable. So people quote unquote are on the wagon or off the wagon. Um, and the more time people are spending in these cycles, these yo-yos, um, the more disconnected they become and they become disconnected from more things than just their body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, with their, with their body, I think like it becomes like, just like you had said, actually at the beginning, like it becomes more external, right? Like not taking our own internal cues, but relying on something outside of ourselves. Right. So, you know, the more we rely on somebody else to tell us what's right for our body, um, 
the further we get away from our own intuition and the further away we get from our natural cues, our bodies are brilliant and um, have this whole autonomic system and they're the body's able to regulate a homeostasis and um, give us signals when it needs something like to go to the restroom um, or for hot or cold or for hungry or for full or for satisfied or for craving something. We get all of these signals autonomic from our autonomic nervous system from our body. And um, what happens when we diet long-term is those cues get interrupted. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. <laughs> and that makes things very complicated because then people say, well, you know, they, they don't, it's harder to reconnect to your cues if you feel like they're not there. Yeah. How are you going to take care of yourself if, you know, we, we talked about dieting not being sustainable. So if your diet's over or you've quit that diet, then how do you take care of yourself? What's, you know, there's no sustainability there. There's no regulation. And um, who wants to rely on a meal plan or calorie mm -hmm. counting, which, you know, side note, those are um, always very inaccurate. Who wants to rely on that for the rest of their life? It kind of steals joy and um, pleasure from food and a, a whole host of other things. And um, I think on that same note then of the other things dieting really disconnects us from is our own definition of health. I think everybody has their own um, or should have their own definition of health, their own values around how they take care of their self and what wellness looks like for them. Um, and if we are only following Whole30 or Paleo or any of the other really trendy diets, um, those, aren't, those aren't our values. Those aren't our personal um, uh, views of health that was created by somebody else, right? Mm. Yeah. And that, that's a really good point. Like that makes it even more difficult to adhere. I mean, let alone, you know, the physiological and all, all these other things going on, but how are you going to adhere to something that doesn't really address your core values? And like, it's hard to find motivation within that, you know, long-term anyway. Totally. And I think this is where you see a lot of kind of identity um, or I get that with my clients a lot of this identity crisis almost of like, who, who am I? If I'm not this like paleo person, like who am I? And that's, that's a great question. I always turn it back to them and say, you know, that, that is a really good question. Um, so yeah, you know, just another way that dieting really um, gets in the way of someone truly living an intuitive life or an authentic life. Um, and I think it, kind of looking at my bullet points here, the third way that dieting disconnects us mm -hmm. um, is from body acceptance or embodiment or um, living a, a body positive life. Um, it's, it's, you cannot have the two at the same time, body acceptance and dieting, because the whole, again, back to what we were talking about at the very beginning, is the whole focus around dieting is to change your appearance. So um, the two don't go together. You can't accept your body. You can't have a positive body image and be wanting to change your body all the time. Yeah, I've always found that really confusing when, because mm -hmm. there are lots of people promoting that, right? Like, you know, love yourself, like body acceptance, body love, all this stuff, but also like you're going to lose weight. And, and I, it's just like, it's so um, counterintuitive. Like it's so counterproductive yeah. to, to be focusing on that, but lots of people are, you know? 
Yes. And you know, it's one of the things that people struggle with the most or the feel the most distressed about maybe when they come to my office is wanting to feel okay in their body, wanting to not hate everything about their body. And, um, this is, this is a hard conversation to have that we have to stop wishing, um, and, you know, um, engaging in behaviors that try to force our body into something it doesn't want to be. Yeah. And that is something very hard to swallow in our, in our Mm -hmm. culture, you know, when all we've ever known is of course we should be fixing our bodies and changing our bodies. And of course they're a problem, right? So it's like, I find that too. When I tell, when I have that conversation with clients, like it's just, it's hard to swallow and it's hard to, um, wrap their head around, which is totally understandable, you know? Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's a, we talked a little bit there about body acceptance and I think there's definitely a a whole um, more political side to that as well. Um, where, you know, we're essentially with the dieting message, we're saying that to be worthy, to, to be a quote unquote good person, um, that you must conform and participate to this uh, societal push to diet, to, to be one size. And that if you're not in that, you know, quote unquote normal BMI range, then you're whatever, right? Um, a bad person or unhealthy or lazy or kind of any of the, the rhetoric that might be out there or biases um, about people that aren't in that very narrow specific weight range. Um, so it gets, it gets very slippery very quickly. Yes, it does. There's a, a wormhole there. It's, it's just yep. oh, so much. Um, backtracking a little bit. So talking about this idea that, you know, diet, discon- dieting disconnects us from our, our life. I, I don't know. I'd like to touch on the idea of like, just like the time that it takes away and like the, mm. the brain space that it takes away from us. Totally. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I have run into many, many clients who will describe to me one of my first questions that, you know, that I always ask is, well, how much time do you think you're spending thinking about your food and, and your body and, and the next behaviors and tomorrow's behaviors and what you did yesterday with food in your body? And it's interesting because I get, you know, reactions um, where they'll say 90% or more, 98% of their day, multiple times an hour. Um, that these thoughts are just consuming them. And so, you know, if you're spending that much time thinking about food, you're not enjoying food, you're not building relationships, fully loving people, experiencing the parts of life that actually matter. There's, you don't have the capacity to do that. Right. Like, yeah, I, I was thinking about it and I was thinking about how it's like, it's, it's both mental and physical, like mentally, if you're hanging out with your friends or you're at dinner with your friends and you're in another place or you're thinking about the calories or how, you know, the healthiest thing, like you're just, you're literally mentally not fully with them and enjoying it, but also physically for some people, it can be like avoiding, you know, certain situations or, you know, it just like physically takes you away from your life. Mm, you're so right. And, um, you know, what if you are not going to events or missing out on important um, parties or get togethers or family functions because of the food that might be there or not knowing how to navigate your food, your day of food around that. Or, you know, if you're counting points or calories, what if you've run out by the time this event happens? I mean, you can't miss out on life because you're trying to control your food. That doesn't sound healthy at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I guess kind of, kind of speaking to that, I'm curious, like what, what you would say to someone who, you know, is like, okay, well, okay. So I can't control my food anymore. Cause that's, that's taking away from my life, but I'm worried that, you know, letting go of dieting and, and this controlling will be like giving up on my health and I'll just be like, you know, I don't know, totally throwing in the towel. And I don't know, what would you say to someone that was kind of thinking that? Mm, yeah, I would definitely say that that is not a weakness, but a strength. It is a strength to say, I don't have to buy into dieting. I can have my own values. I can value different things from other people. And I can put my health above trying to control and manipulate my body. And this goes back to doing a little bit of that values work and seeing what actually is impo- important to you in life. Who do you want to be? What do you want to be remembered for? How do you want to spend your time? What feelings do you want others to have about you? What kind of relationships do you want to have? I mean, we could go on and on, but getting really, really clear on what does my definition of health mean? What are my values in life? Um, and, and, honestly saying, I don't have to opt into dieting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's so interesting because it's, it's, I feel like that could be such a useful tool to people um, who have had so much brain space taken up by dieting and, you know, thinking about, you know, what foods they should be eating or what they shouldn't be eating and, you know, what events they should be avoiding and all that. Like, I feel like it could be so helpful to sit down and think about, all the other things in your life that you want to be putting energy into, you know, and like what, what you want to be building up and valuing. And I feel like that could be, yeah, I just feel like it could be really helpful and exciting for somebody to sit down and do that. Absolutely. I mean, it could give them hope when they have felt Mm -hmm. trapped for a really long time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So how, I guess like what is one way that you would say, um, that somebody could start reconnecting to their own body right now? Mm, Really good question. Um, And I think some of the first steps in building kind of rebuilding or building for the first time body trust, because that's really what it is. I mean, if you're letting go of the idea that somebody else knows better than you about your body, you've kind of got to build this trust, this relationship back up with your body and vice versa, your body with you trusting you. So, um, you know, you have to get really clear again on realizing that these are dieting stories and they don't have to belong to you, that you have the power to, to rewrite, um, uh, what health means to you and and the, you can opt out and then I think the next thing is to eliminate from your life the things that kept you stuck in diet culture so um, things like your your scale at home or maybe folks that you've been following accounts you've been following on Instagram um, the type of magazines coming into your life um, if radio stations are playing um, commercials that are infomercials that are all about, uh, you know, take this pill and lose this many pounds in two weeks, um, you know, those type of things that might be when you invest in serious radio or you don't have infomercials, like start to notice what are all the ways I'm absorbing this diet message that's been so toxic. Yeah. And it's funny because once you do open your eyes to that, you you just notice it so much more, but, you know, taking note of it and like being like, okay, it's coming from there. It's coming from there. And, and just slowly chipping away. I think at those yeah. triggers can be so helpful. 
and then replace it with something that's not toxic, right? Find some accounts like yours, find some accounts like mine and any Mm -hmm. of our, our brilliant colleagues that we learn from, um, different books and, and opening your eyes to different, really broadening that beauty lens is something I spend a lot of time with my clients talking about is how can we start to broaden what we see as beautiful, right? Because diet culture has a very narrow lens of what a person looks like that's quote unquote beautiful. Yes, absolutely. So just, and, and that's the, the images that we're flooded with. So finding yeah. Yeah. other images and other ways of getting those images regularly is very important. Yeah. Diversity, add diversity to your newsfeed, mm-hmm. to your social media and to your plate, right? <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. great. Um, all right, Haley, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to, to say or any other thoughts before we kind of wrap up today? I think we covered a lot in a brief, brief period of time. Um, That's my goal, Haley. <laughs> I love that. I love these little bites, you know. Uh, but I would say anybody who's feeling really trapped, anyone who's feeling really afraid to let go, um, anyone who is feeling unsupported or unheard, to let them know that, um, yeah, Kirsten and I hear you. We we do this every day with clients, and um, there's more than hope. There's absolutely hope that you can. Uh, get out of the diet cycle and kind of get your life back and, and find happiness and health. That's possible for you. It's more than possible. Yay. That's oh, such a great note to end on. Uh, I want to thank you again, Haley. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So that is this week's episode with Haley Goodrich. Go check her out on her social media. She's on Instagram. And her handle there is at H Goodrich. So it's at H-G-O-O-D-R-I-C-H. She posts a ton of great content really consistently. um, So you can go check her out there. I'll post some more links to find Haley in the show notes below. As always, go touch some of those stars and let me know what you guys are thinking of of the podcast. Leave a a review if you're really feeling spontaneous. Um, And I will see you guys for an episode next week. All right, bye.